So before I get into today's first topic, first episode, I'm going to now this is not a you know, it's not a shit show edition commentary. It's not a you know, not necessarily a rant per se. This is just something that you know, uh I came across yesterday and it got that much of a reaction out of me that I said, okay, I have to do, have to do an episode on this, have to air this out. Like I said, not necessarily vent, but just express my views on it. So this is a disclaimer I'm putting up because I have to really not really tread lightly because, you know, I'm, I'm a very opinionated person. I have very, um, you know, unpopular opinions, black sheep, outcast type of you know, um, type of mind frame, but that's just how I am. So I am going to put a disclaimer up because I have to word what I'm going to say here pretty carefully, pretty carefully. I mean, I guess you could say tread lightly. And I say that because, you know, my, my opinions and views on this, I don't want it to be the cause of any confusion. I don't want it to be the cause of people, you know, getting offended and, you know, no longer following or tuning into the podcast. That's not the case. This is just my personal opinion on this topic in particular. So you've been warned. This is the disclaimer. It's going to be it's going to be some very unpopular opinions on this episode. So with that being said, let's jump right into it now. I've done a few uh, Marvel-based episodes on this podcast. Uh, as of recently, I just did one with what Marvel's got cooking up next, or something like that. And it was, you know, I was talking about uh, the, the shows on Disney Plus: the WandaVision, the Falcon and Winter Soldier, the Loki, the Black Widow movie. You know, the Venom two movies. Like I basically talked about what Marvel is doing, why they're doing it, and why they're why they are doing it the right way. You know, I don't I don't um, I don't knock Marvel for their structure at all, because if there's one thing you have to have when building a universe, um, the cinematic universe is, is you have to have structure. You have to have some type of foundation. Uh, everything is all a build up to things like Avengers Endgame or whatever they have next after all of these, you know, phase movies come to a close. And. I've always said one of the properties that they have coming out that really, really, really got my attention is the Eternals. And the Eternals is a is a property I know nothing about. I know of none of the comics. I know no backstory on it. What I I just saw a logo, read like a brief synopsis, and saw the cast for it. And the cast is amazing. And I'm like, you know what, this is my opportunity to Give something that I'm, you know, brand spanking new on a, a fair shot because, you know, a, I think Guardians of the Galaxy was one of those lesser known properties for Marvel and they turned it into this big thing with two movies and a third one coming out. And the crazy thing is not a lot of people knew about Guardians of the Galaxy. And that's how I am. You know, I'm not a fan of those movies. I couldn't really get into them, but that's how I am with, with the Eternals. I literally know nothing about these characters. I just know you know, when I heard of it, I'm like, oh, that reminds me of Eternal Champions, the video game, which I always wanted a movie for. So maybe I'll get something more spectacular than that with just a similar name. So but like I said, one of the things that got me was the cast. And you got Selma Hayek, uh, Kit Harrington, who was in Game of Thrones. I know he's a big deal, but I never got into Game of Thrones whatsoever. Kumail Nani Johnny, the I hope I said his name right. The guy I, I, I'm pretty sure. No, he's not from Deadpool. 
I can't remember exactly what movie he was in. Uh, Angelina Jolie, Ma Dong Seo, Lauren Rid- Ridloff, who who is the um, she's actually deaf in real life. I never knew that she's in it, and she was uh, she's in The Walking Dead. But um, and Brian Tyree Henry, of course, like that's my man, Paperboy from Atlanta. Now, with that being said, the casting looks amazing. They had some concept art for the cast members in their Eternals costumes. This shit looks dope all around, man. I I can't lie about that. And one of the things I was more so excited for when this news was announced was that Brian Tyree Henry is in the MCU now. And it's like, this is a dude that is in this new black renaissance of, of acting that, you know, I want nothing but good things for him. Like I first saw him in Atlanta and he's been in he's been in a lot of movies like I, I you know he's been in white boy rick he's been in widows he was he just played a uh, detective mike norris in the child's play remake he is climbing that ladder man and he is really making a great and big name for himself so with that being said i came across an article yesterday that really 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 got my attention and really got me thinking here and um what the article said was and this was from superheroes hype and the article just simply stated it uh plain and simple you know um it said brian tyree henry's fastos mind you fastos is the character that um brian tyree henry is playing now first of all before i jump into what the article said real quick let me cut myself off let me like let me break down Fastos because I didn't know anything about this character. Like I said, I don't know anything about this property in general. But Fastos is um he's from Earth 616 and he was a weaponsmith. He 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 basically, from what I understand, he was a part of the Eternals, but he's in he's in a a, a different group of the Eternals that have stayed on Earth when the rest of them have, you know, went back into outer space. So really, it's not a lot that's known about his origin. He seems kind of like one of the more mysterious members from what I've read about him. He seems like the outcast. He really doesn't, you know, he doesn't know his purpose on Earth, but he believes that, you know, whether it's a person or object, something is going to make him understand his purpose on Earth and, you know, as an eternal. Now, Fastos is, you know, He's a goddamn eternal in the MCU. So he's got uh, superpowers. He's got superhuman strength, um, cosmic energy manipulation. He can fly. He's got invulnerability, psionics, teleportation. Uh, that's just to name a few. He's got a lot of um, a lot of attributes, man. But I do like the fact that he he seems like in, in the way they describe him, he seems like this this, uh you know, the standoffish type of type of eternal that really doesn't want to be there but he knows that is it's it's something greater than him at stake and what's in his mind you know something bigger than that now back to the article from superheroes hype the article stated brian tyree henry's fastos is the eternals openly gay superhero and i kind of like had to double take when i read that and i'm not gonna lie like when i first read it, it it just completely threw me off and I kind of just like, I kind of just like sighed and dropped my head. And to add on to that, 
there was more to the article because it was him, it was Brian Tyree Henry's picture and there was another guy um, next to him. So I kind of already knew where they were going with the article. I just needed confirmation. And sure enough, I got my confirmation. And the article went on to say, Haas Slayman will play Fastos's husband. And not only that, but the two will be raising a child together. It will feature uh, an on-screen kiss between the two. Now, let me say this. This is another disclaimer for people out there. While I'm about to state my opinions on how I feel about this uh, this news for Fastos's character in Marvel's The Eternals, let me just say, this is not anything homophobic. I have plenty of gay friends and these people are either some of the bravest, most humble people I have ever met in my life, you know. Um, with that being said, you know, like I have gay relatives and everything. So, of course, this is nothing homophobic. This is not to be offensive. This is just me personally stating my opinions on how I feel about this news. And honestly, I, <laughs> I feel like we, we, we just we just couldn't we couldn't keep that W, could we? You know, uh, Kevin Feige, you, we had Black Panther. We celebrated. Be, and, and let me tell you why, for me, I feel like it was such a celebration. Now, I have my gripes with the idea of Black Panther. I won't lie. And I never really talked about this in an episode or online or anything like that. But I have my gripes with Black Panther because I feel like the first time we were depicted as strong kings and queens, black kings and queens, what we are, you know, what we don't even realize we once were and can be again, you know, in the forefront um, it's, it's fictional. It was a fictional tale. You know, a, a lot of that movie, you know, costume and cultural, culture wise, it is based on fact. And they definitely did their research. Shout out to Ryan Coogler for that. Um, but it, it's fiction. You know, there, there are more than enough true stories that are based on facts that, you know, our first representation, like, how we had, you know, in Black Panther on screen didn't have to be fiction, but I can appreciate it. I really can. I really can appreciate it. And I feel like the we had something magical with that movie. And when I say we just couldn't hold the W after Black Panther, I mean, I say that because for me personally, there's a shortage of black figures on screen like there's a shortage of us depicted a certain way on screen and i feel like this is i mean it's it's a shock in a way but i feel like it's just bad timing i feel like it's really bad timing and i say that because Jordan Peele says something at an award show that really blew my mind. He said, we're witnessing the new black renaissance. And he was talking about filmmaking, black male directors, black female directors, these up and coming. Do y'all notice all these up and coming black actors and actresses? Like it is a new black renaissance that we are witnessing on screen. And it's amazing. So I feel like with the way we can be depicted on screen, I feel like this was this was really bad timing because I really don't know of any other, you know, it's hinted at, you know, with Captain Marvel or something like that. I would have to do more research than that. But I, like the first 
the MCU's first openly gay hero being a black man is just not I'm sorry it's not sitting right with me at all I'm not you know it's not something that completely took me away from the idea of wanting to see this movie of course I want to see the movie um this doesn't this doesn't turn me off of, of Brian Tyree Henry as an actor like he's still one of my favorite up and coming black actors period but I like just this news alone was just it was very strange man and I, I just wonder why now you know why why now did it did it have to be this you know and and that's not to say like you know let me just say something moonlight something like moonlight got awards if i'm not mistaken and i haven't seen that movie but i i'm sure there's a, a gay characters in that movie that people loved and stuff like that you had something like empire where of course before jesse smollett gotten all the legal shit we're not going to talk about that it's a whole different topic but um before jesse smollett got into all that bullshit um he was one of the most beloved characters in that show he's he was my favorite character in that show and you know, I looked I looked past the fact that he was he was gay in the show and he's gay in real life because he was the heart and soul of the show. Now, I say that to say that there is not black men that are gay on screen that aren't depicted as strong black men. That's not the case. I'm just saying me morally and personally for me, I feel like it's bad timing and I, I like it's something I saw a comment that somebody said on Instagram and they're like yeah you know we can cheer him on and say black excellence he's he's got a role in the MCU now but it's a part of the agenda now without going into conspiracy theories I know exactly what that person was talking about you know it's it's a term that they use the is a de demasculinization or something like that of the black male which is not it's not uncommon at all and I, I don't know, man. It just really, it, it really was a monkey wrench in my, in my scrolling process to the point where I had to take some notes down and, and do it. Now, I, this is, I feel about, I feel this way about this in particular, the same way I feel about gender swapping and race swapping in movies. If it's in context, Sure. Now, with that being said, I don't know if this character of Fastos in the comics was gay. Now, if he wasn't gay in the comics, this is a big fucking problem for me, because if it's not source material and you just made the one black character openly gay, you know, same sex marriage, raising a child. If you just did it just to do it and there, it's, it's not in context, then that's. I don't I don't agree with that at all at all you know and I, like I said I feel the same way about gender and race swapping if it's in context cool you know people had a, a big problem with the Ghostbusters I'm like well the other ones are old now you know and they introduced women and they had cameos by the remaining Ghostbusters I didn't have I didn't hate the movie like everybody else did same way I felt about them making Johnny Storm black in the Fantastic Four reboot I'm like if it's in context fine we had Chris Evans do two movies that were shit, by the way. Those movies weren't good, so I was all for giving Michael B. Jordan a chance as, um, you know, as Johnny, a black Johnny Storm. And they, you know, it was in context. The father was black. He adopted Sue Storm, and she was white. It's it's in context. Now, 
I would have to do more research to find out more of the whatever backstory they give on this character of Fastos. But like I said, man, if he wasn't openly homosexual in the comics and they just decided to do this for the movie, I feel like that's a cheap shot, uh, especially especially in today's climate. And when I say climate, I don't mean like physically. I mean, like, you know, uh, morally, figuratively, uh, if I'm saying that in the right term, you know, um, we, you know, with the likes of people like Jordan Peele and Brian Coogler, Antoine Fuqua, Spike Lee, you know, I, I just, it's, it really is just so off-putting to me. But like I said, man, this is not to, these are just my opinions on it. You know, I don't have to like it, you know, and I'm pretty sure there are people that are going to disagree with me. But like I said, my, my dislike for this news and for this idea is not enough to take me out of this movie. You know, I'm not going to I'm not going to hate crime this idea like, oh, no, he's gay. I'm not fucking with this movie. Let's boycott it. Let's boycott the first Marvel movie in history. No, that's not the case. I would never do that because, like I said, I have gay relatives and gay friends who, you know, sometimes I have to watch what I say so that I don't offend anybody because I wouldn't want, you know, there are people that straight bash. You know, I, I think bashing somebody for sexuality purposes is foul anyway but this isn't a case of me bashing this is just me voicing my opinion and you know if i was bashing i would just i would be really angry this would be a rant but this is just me saying that it's just it just kind of like uh it kind of threw me off course yesterday now moving forward um i will say i know there's there's going to be an outrage I know it is, man. And that's one of the reasons why I decided to talk about it very early on. I, I learned about it last night and I was like, OK, I'm not going to do an episode tonight. So I'll do one in the morning. But I know it's going to be an outrage. It's going to be a whole bunch of people doing podcast episodes and doing articles online. And I'm getting it out the way early just so <laughs> just so there's no confusion. And it and it doesn't seem like, you know, I'm running with the flock and just agreeing with everybody else. No, because, you know, obviously, if you've been listening to this episode, you can tell, you know what my opinion is. You hear the tone of my voice and you know that it's it's not something to drive me up a wall, per se. Now, maybe maybe a few years ago when. I wasn't as savvy to how ignorant people can be towards one another, like just humans in general, black, white, silver, whatever. When I wasn't as savvy as to how ignorant people can be towards each other. Yeah, probably. I would say maybe like six to 10 years ago. Yeah, probably. I probably would have had a different view on this and it probably would have been a little more angry. But, you know, I have a child now who who grows up and sees certain things and she will continue to grow up and see certain things. And, you know, being a parent, you have to be you have to you have to have your eyes open to a lot more shit out here. And the fact that I'm still growing as a as an individual, I, I feel like my my views on things are different. You know, my, my views on things are really different because uh, the reality of it is um, I'm not as angry as I would have been years ago, because I know that, you know, let's just say Brian Tyree Henry was gay in real life. You know, there are actors out here that take on roles and they get completely torn down about it. And people aren't as, you know, whether they're celebrities or not, 
you know, whether they're gay, straight, whatever, people aren't as strong as everybody, you know, depicts them to be. People go through inner struggles just like anybody else, sometimes worse. And I say that um, in reference to gay people because there are a lot of articles I read where these people aren't accepted and they end up, you know, they feel like they have no body and they end up killing themselves or hate crimes start uh just jumping out of nowhere. And that's a bunch of shit that I don't condone whatsoever. So that's one of the reasons why my views are like more calm these days about things like this. But I do still have my, you know, my gripes and my opinions about it because, you know, like I said early on, the 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 black man is depict has always been depicted a certain way. And I feel like um with like the LGBT community being being as big as it ever has been like at least in my lifetime that i've that i've ever seen it with that community being as big as it's ever been there's a lot of people that feel like we need we need our black men more than ever you know it's a lot of black women that feel like that it's a lot of black men that's like yo we need our brothers more than ever and you know i, I this is why i have to really watch how i word my words that's not to say that, you know, I know plenty of gay black men and they are just as strong as any straight black man I know. But there's always that thing in the in the back of some people's minds that it's like, well, you know, are they less than because they are what they are? I don't believe that's the case, but there is, like I said, there is a way that we have been depicted over the years. And I feel like with something with it starting in film this black renaissance i feel like it could it could grow into something else it could start a movement that could trigger something else and it could be something beautiful so i like i don't i just don't like for us to take steps backwards and like i said this is not to offend anybody i just it's certain moves that are made you know in the music industry in hollywood in this case in hollywood and uh in in cinema there's certain moves that are made that take us back a few steps and that's how i feel about slave movies that's why i don't like i don't watch slave movies servant movies you know where we are the lesser like i th those are steps backwards you know they remade roots for god's sakes and i'm like the first one was probably hard enough to get through i've never sat through it i don't plan on it so why would you remake something like that you know it took me two weeks almost three weeks to sit down and watch Django unchained shit like that i don't watch the help and uh you know the 12 years of black slave there's certain things that just take us steps backwards and it's the only things we get recognized for you know and, and it, it makes me wonder like if moonlight hadn't had any gay characters in it like i said i've never seen it but I've heard that there are gay characters in it and scenes of that nature. So I feel like I always have to question, man, because, I, you know, I, I go above and beyond. And I'm, I'm like I said, I have very unpopular opinions and certain types of questions. So I always ask myself if Moonlight would have had no gay context in it whatsoever, had it would had it would have won any awards. And mark my words, people, um, if if this is. Uh, fleshed out the way they're saying it in the article as far as Brian Tyree Henry's Fastos character being gay and Haas Slayman playing his husband and them raising a child. Mark my words, people. I will not be surprised if this is a Marvel movie that gets an Oscar nomination. First of all, Selma Hayek, Angelina Jolie. 
All right. Um, I'm pretty sure they've gotten Oscars. Um, I really want to say Selma Hayek got one for Frida. Uh, I don't know. But the fact that Brian Tyree Henry is on his way, uh, just climbing that cinematic ladder, man, as far as uh, black folks go. And this is actually um, this is actually a topic that I, I almost wanted to have with a friend of mine because he's like really wise beyond his years. And he talks about stuff like this all the time. He talks about the agenda and he talks about um, how they snatch up uh, black actors before they can, you know, get to where they need to get on that ladder. And this is this would be an interesting topic to have with him. But I, I'm pretty sure his views are way more blunt and crazy than mine. So I'm pretty sure he would uh, he would definitely offend some people. I'm not aiming to do that. He just doesn't give a fuck. But I know what his views would be on um, on this in particular. And I'm pretty sure he would say something like, you know, they had they saw him climbing that ladder. He got in the Marvel Universe. But at what cost? And is he wrong? I, I mean, I I can't say he is. It's just a certain way you have to break things down. You know, um, I, I don't know, man. I, I just I sometimes I feel like, you know, when we're on our way to doing something, we have to conform to what the suits want us to do. You know, this is why I'm I'm all in favor of um, you know, independence. You know, filmmaking, music, whatever you create, uh, your creative niche may be niche. Is it niche or niche? I don't know. We'll figure it out. But I feel like whatever you know. Whatever you strive to do creatively, I, I feel like it's all it always should be independent because there are things you're going to have to bend over backwards and you, you're going to have to conform to certain things and you're going to have to get used to certain things in order to get that mainstream acclaim. And I, you know, I won't use the term selling out, but I'm I'm just not for, you know, a bunch of a bunch of people telling me what to do so I can get where I have to get, especially if I'm if I'm doing it on my own, then that speaks for itself. You know, I'll continue to do it on my own. That's that's like, you know, personally for me, if you know what? I can't say that. I can't say that. Actually, I can. Um, for me, if I was to get a role in the MCU, I'm meeting with that writer and director. I'm going to be like, listen, um, can we check the source material? I don't want my character to be gay. I'm not doing all of that. I have a daughter at home. I'm not doing that. Not, nope. Mm -mm. I have a daughter at home who's going to watch daddy you know, on screen flying around with magical powers and shit. No, I can't. You know, there are just certain things. It's just certain things I, I, I won't do. But, you know, this is not to discredit Brian Tyree Henry or um, the actor Haas Slayman. I, I have no idea who that guy is, but this is not to discredit Brian Tyree Henry, man. Like I said, he will remain one of my favorite up and coming black actors. He's on one of my favorite shows, second favorite show of all time. Uh, Atlanta, which is coming out next year, two seasons next year. I can't wait for that. So, you know, this is not a movie that's going to come out and I'm going to be like, oh my God, here comes the part with him and his husband. It's just like, it is what it is, man. It's already set in stone. Now, I'm actually glad that I read this article as opposed to, you know, going to the theater or watching a movie elsewhere and seeing it and it just catching me off guards because I can at least prepare myself for it. I mean, and it's not like I got to, you know, do some crazy uh, Fast and Furious Batman preparation type shit just to watch the movie and suit up. No, it's like I, this is everyday shit. You know, you see 
You see gay couples everywhere you go. You see them in public places. You see them uh, in shopping malls, whatever, restaurants, wherever you see them at. It is what it is. But, um, yeah, man, those are, you know, to I, I say that to say this, man. It's, it's just certain things that just throw me off. And like I said, I'm not bashing this man. I'm not bashing uh, Kevin Feige or Disney or the MCU. But it is kind of... It is kind of strange what Disney is doing. I mean, Disney has always done sneaky shit, but you know, the whole Frozen introducing uh, uh, same-sex couple or something like that, whatever the hell Frozen was trying to do, or some type of cartoon, I can't remember what it was. I, I really want to say it was Frozen. But in that case of the cartoons, it's like, my daughter watches this shit. What are y'all doing? And kids are not, they are not as unaware as they once were. These kids are smart as shit. These kids are smart as hell. They know how to unlock phones and uh, hack into the U.S. Mint for world domination. They know all types of crazy shit. So I don't know what Disney is. I don't know what they're up to, but it's it's just it's something happening, man. It's really something happening. And I don't mean to sound like a crazy conspiracy theorist, you know, um, but it is it is something happening that, you know, I, I see. I don't know if everybody else sees it. But, you know, what can you do? What can you do other than go online and rant or go on a podcast and speak your thoughts on it? You know, because whether you try to boycott a movie, Disney got too much bank to let that ever happen. It's it's, it's not going to happen. Um, I was telling somebody that Disney is Disney's in cahoots with so much shit that Disney is about to buy up a, like a city or something. It's going to be a city called Disney, Pennsylvania soon enough. But. You know, man, those are listen, those are just my opinions on this. And like I said, I hope I don't hope I didn't offend anybody or lose any listeners or supporters during this. It's just something something I felt as though I had to talk about. But you see how calmly I talked about it. And it is what it is, man. That's just my opinions on it. But safe to say, the Eternals drops November 6, 2020, directed by Chloe Zhao. I don't know what she's done, but um hopefully she brings something crazy to this movie, man. I can look past all the shit that I just talked about if it's a good film all around. You know, um, one bad apple doesn't spoil the bunch, but it does stick out to me. The uh, Eternals almost said the Avengers also was written by Matthew K. Furple. I don't know what he did, but you got to pull something off, man, because you got some grade A cast in here. So I really hope they knock this out of the park. Like I said, I hope this is um, I hope this is Marvel's uh, sleeper success because a lot of people don't know about these characters. You know, a lot of people are looking forward to Blade, Shang-Chi and stuff like that. And like, I, I really hope this is um, I hope they introduce some some type of powerful magic and stuff that we haven't even seen like even in a doctor strange movie which probably has the most magic uh magical elements to it but yeah man eternals november 6 2020 um follow the podcast people on anchor spotify itunes google Podcasts, apple Podcasts, overcast podcast breaker and radio public anchor man i'm pushing for the I'm pushing for the 400 i need you to get me on these platforms asap but shout out to y'all Follow me on Facebook and Instagram, Romero Tudor. Follow the Facebook movie group, the Cinemaniacs. Shout out to the Tudor reviewers, the listeners out there, man. I definitely appreciate y'all support and y'all love. Hopefully this episode does not cause anybody to stop showing me that love and support because, you know, I'm not a people person, but I don't bash people for their lifestyles. It's just certain things 
you know, I, I've already covered this early on. So you guys know my thoughts and my views on it. Hopefully everybody listened to it in depth and understands where I'm coming from. But yeah, nonetheless, man, shout out to the to the uh, to the listeners, man. I'm pushing for the 400. Once I hit the 400, the 500 is next. It will not stop tunnel vision full speed ahead. Love y'all. And thank you for the love y'all show back to me. Yours truly Romero Tudor. Another episode of Tudor Reviews in a can. I'll check y'all on the next one.